chapter 21 we will have baptisms right after um, and I'll just just to kind of set some things in order we if, if we go up to Joe's which is 6 Burnaby Lane Kingston New Hampshire we're going to be at the neighbor's house but don't park at the neighbor's house park at Joe's house or across the street or wherever there's plenty of parking alongside of the road We'd love to have some people. We've got about five people that are going to get baptized. If you feel like you want to get baptized and you didn't bring anything, just get dunked today. That's all right. You go home wet. It's 90. Oh, we do have things here. Okay, good. So you can change. But what I'd like to do is everyone that needs to get baptized and those who are baptizing will get changed here uh, between the two rooms. And, and then we'll go up the street. And we'd love to have some people praying and cheering people on as they as they receive baptism tonight and um, try and get us out of here on timely the timely space but we'll see what happens um, but I'm expect you know you'd think because we baptize people for two days straight we wouldn't have a person to baptize in this place but there's been people that have come in since and there's people that just desire to be baptized so it's going to be awesome and I'm excited to see what the Lord will do this afternoon, later, this evening. So Revelation chapter 21, I just want to talk to you for a few moments about our bridal inheritance. And I truly feel um, we're living in an hour where God is calling the church to, to be a, in this place of what we just sang, actually, in this place of union, in this place of life with Him. Um, None of us will reproduce unless we're impregnated by the Lord. And the Lord is looking to, to come into such union with us that the fruit of what he has for us begins to manifest and that will only come through intercession. That will only come through intercession. I'll say it again. It'll only come through prayer. <laughs> As I read the word, this is... We need the word, and God wants to impregnate us with the word. But through intercession in the word, God put, gives us something and releases something to us uh, that will strengthen us, that will give us vision. We encounter him. When we encounter him, things begin to shift and change, and absolute transformation begins to happen on the inside of us. And so the Lord has got a lot of work to do in the body. Amen. In the bride. Um, in the sons and the bride. And so that's where we're at right now in, in time. And I feel like the Holy Spirit is drawing me into a season where I need to seek him more than ever. And I'm asking the Lord to just begin to release seed to me once again. Amen. Um, I, you've all heard the story when I had an encounter with the Holy Spirit up in, up in our bedroom. I came down the next morning and I heard the audible voice say, I'm... You're married to me, and you're married to my message. 
And so this is, this is the bridal, this is the bridal wooing where the Lord comes and he, he requires, he, you don't have a choice. Well, you do have a choice. But he, he declares over your life that you're his. And uh, even in the song Yeshua, you know, he is, he is our beloved. He should be the one that our eyes are completely fixed on and our gaze is entirely enthroned. Like he's the enthronement of our life. And I was just going through some scriptures and I, I just want to just give you some thought. <laughs> I'm going to be a little creative with Revelation chapter 21, okay, because I want, to just, I want you to just see that John had a, had a, parad- he had a, a, a palette in which he thought about, right? Every era, every, every, um, every one of us has um, a worldview or, or what we have for our surroundings, like I can remember that the Lord began to show me, and through an encounter, he, he showed me something like a cell phone and said that this is, the wis- this is all the wisdom on the earth. And it was in technicolor, like it was in moving, living color, and I knew that it came from heaven, but it was that big. And so he speaks to us through our time, our epoch time, like where we live, the, the, the places where we live. So when John is, is speaking, I'm just going to be creative with this because I know this about Scripture is that the, when the Holy Spirit was speaking to John and the Lord, was, Lord himself was revealing all these things to John, John had the paradigm of what he, he, he saw through the Spirit and it was Jerusalem and it was the city, which was the city where the King of glory lived. Do you understand? And so as we see this new Jerusalem coming out of the, out of the heavens and being released on the earth, this is the, this is the true marriage of God and earth. That's you. Are you hearing me? Come on, somebody. You need to ask the Lord. Father, we just ask that, Father, you break through any places where we're going to be religious and not be able to get through stuff. I break that over our, our community. And I ask, Holy Spirit, that you just bring us into this place of utter dependency. That revelation would open up through the scriptures. Through the scriptures, through the word, not misinterpreting anything, but asking the spirit of God to open up things for us that we don't understand, that we can't perceive in our own natural minds. And so this is what the Lord wants to do. He wants to break things open. And I'm telling you, God, I, I feel like the Holy Spirit is going to move us into prayer. I know we do prayer once a week. But I'm just, I'm just feeling like spontaneous. The word of the Lord over the house, actually, is that spontaneous prayer meetings would erupt and release revival. We have yet to hit that. Okay, so when, I, when, I feel, when I'm sensing this rumbling inside that I need to push myself to prayer this week, you know, we've just been through a crazy three months, honestly. More like a half a year. It's actually 2022 we can... You know, never mind 2020. 2022 has been oppressed. You know, it's been a crushing, which is okay. I'm not complaining. The Lord's done so much. And you listen, just get under what God's doing. How many want to be under the weight of what God's doing in this hour? And we have to ask the Lord, God, what do I need? What am I desiring? What's, my, what's going to help me through these times? And it's prayer. It's meeting with him. There's nothing else. You need to be filled with the presence of God in this hour. And so I'm just going to hit a couple things. Chapter 21, you all there? Revelation 21. Word. It says, Now I saw a new heaven and a new earth. 
For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and there was no more sea. Then I, then I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem, the new Jerusalem. It's good. I do have a couple notes, so I'll just get those out. But I just want us to, to focus on that new, because the Lord is really wanting, you know, something's going to happen today in the waters of baptism. That something new is going to happen. Something you, we, We're going to put five saints under the water, and they're going to come up new. Because that's what Scripture says. It's not, just, it's not just symbolic. It's the real deal. So if you're baptized in, in, into, the, into the waters of baptism, it, you're, you're identifying in the death of, of the old person and the resurrection of the, of the new. And the new, and we'll get into what a new creation looks like and, and, and should be in, within ourselves because the Lord is trying to get us to move into this reality, and it's a bridal reality. It's not even a new creation reality. It's what the bride and the son was created to be, to walk with the Lord with no, no hindrances because you've been, you've been created new. That means like when Nicodemus went to Jesus and said, how can a man be born again from his mother, mother's womb twice? He wasn't thinking by the Spirit, Right? And so Jesus had to explain to him there's something that happens supernatural, and it's not happening through the flesh. It's happening by the Spirit, which Galatians deals with strongly through the Apostle Paul. Right? We no longer walk according to the law and according to the fleshly deeds that we used to do, but we walk according to the Spirit. And God wants to break us out of that place of, of knowing and thinking we know everything. I read that. I read that. I know that. I know that. No, I am telling you Scripture is like an onion. I don't like that. It's multidimensional. I like that better. It's like a diamond so that when you look at it, the light comes through in a different way. I don't like layers. I don't like sticking onions either. Make you cry. But the Holy Spirit wants us to see him in a new light every time we engage him. Do you see? Because here's what happens with when God all of a sudden shows up in a, in a, in a, in a geographical area. Amen? We get used to what he's doing in one spot, right? We get used to what it looks like. And so here's, here's John. He's getting a fresh new dimension on what Jerusalem looks like, completely restored, coming back to the earth. And it, I'm guaranteed, because the, the, the latest scriptures talk about the stones and the 12 stones, and there's such this ornate picture, and the light of God coming through in the city, and let me just look at you and say this. You are the new Jerusalem. You are the bride that's coming down. You are the one that's been, that's, that when, when the Lord exhorts us to set our mind on things above and to live in heavenly places where we're seated with him, this is, this is the very thing that he's talking about, that he's bringing us as we, as we come together in the culmination of the ages and all the things that we're believing for, the coming of the Lord. Are we hastening the coming of the Lord? <laughs> because I think, honestly, I think we want to set up camp and not leave. And the Lord's saying, no, get ready. Set up, set up what, you know, do business till I come. 
but we should be hastening the day of the Lord. That means my heart is totally towards him and the day of his coming. See, if, if, if we get stuck on these things like, man, I'm not ready. Because so many times, right? I don't know, my, my old, <laughs> some of the old school preachers would get you to the front by scaring you. And, and, and while Paul said this, he said, knowing the fear of the Lord, we persuade men, and I'll read that later. I feel like the Lord is, is wanting to do something. He wants to woo a bride. And, it, and I said this last week, it's the kindness and the severity of the Lord coming. But I want you to see this, that when he, you are fully engaged and fully in love with him, that the rest of the world sees the light and the glory that God's releasing off your life, and it will draw men. It will draw men. And don't get, don't get me wrong. Even, even darkness, even those that dwell in deep, deep darkness, like witchcraft and all this other stuff, listen, they know when the real deal moves into the room. They know. They can see. And so here's the deal. I want us to be in this, in this bridal company that's looking and seeking. I, I want all of my inheritance now on the earth. Yes, yes, yes. But that's causing us to ascend to a place where we live in intercession. We live in intercession. We live in a place of prayer, which the Lord begins to habit, bring, become a habitation in that place. And it's no longer about a building. It's no longer about one person. It's no longer about even a small community. The, God, the Lord God all of a sudden dwells on a city. So it says this, he said, he saw the new Jerusalem coming down from heaven and from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. This, we don't have to, I don't have to interpret that, do I? Okay. And then I heard aloud a voice from heaven saying, behold, behold, the tabernacle of God is with men and he will dwell with them. And they shall be his people. And God himself will be them and be with them and be their God. And God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, no more sorrow, no more crying. There shall be no more pain. For the former things have passed away. And then later in scripture it's going to say, behold all things become new. Right here. He says, then he who sat on the throne said, behold, I make all things new. And he said this, and he, he said, write these words that are faithful and true. And he, and he talks about, he was the one that came to finish. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end. And there's this, there's this understanding that we get that the Lord comes and he's beginning the work. He's already begun the work and finished the work. Amen. Then he goes on to say, I will, give, I will give of the fountain of water of life freely to him who thirsts. How many are thirsty in the room? And he who overcomes shall inherit all things. Everyone say all things. That means you don't lack one thing. All your spiritual inheritance, you're not lacking. You're only lacking them because you're out of sync with what the Lord's doing at this point. And you can't see them. Do you hear me? And God's calling us into alignment 
with all of that and says, he who overcomes will inherit all things. Everyone in this room is an overcomer. Why? Because of Revelation chapter 12 that I spoke over you last week, that you shall overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of your testimony. Not loving your life even unto death. And so there's this, there's this death that's taking place so that life can occur. And so until I die, I don't, I'm not resurrected. And until I become absolutely dead to all my stuff, I'm not resurrected in fullness. Okay? And though, though we can say, well, you know, in, in the word, I'm not going to go there. Okay. Just go here for a second. And I'm not going to get into all the ugly, but I'll hit out two of the uglies. The most important uglies. Ready? But the cowardly and the unbelieving, the abominable, murderers, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burns with fire and brimstone. I know, I'm getting gloom and doom today. Which is the second death, which you're not going. But I want you to see two things because I want to inherit the fullness of the kingdom. That means I need to rid myself of all these things on the list, but the first two are really important. The first two talk of fear and faith, which are totally opposing to one another. And so any place we live in unbelief and we don't believe what the Lord has spoken over us, because when you go into the waters of baptism today, and if you're not going, that's okay, you're already living in it. And we're all living in it right now, even if we're not baptized. But I'm telling you, there's a power that we need to step into, and it's that fearless place in God. That no matter what comes against us, we'll move ahead. No matter what, what things confront us, we don't shrink back, because we're afraid of even talking to one another in truth and in light. Okay, I got one or two yups over here. It came from the same person. But I'm telling you, the reality is this, that the Lord wants to take all of the things that we hold dear, and that's self-importance. You know, we're all so important to ourselves. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, right? Am I right? There's this self-preservation that happens, and God's trying to t pull us out of it because of what? His love for us. His astounding love that overflows over onto you, but sometimes we can't get it because we're trying to preserve ourselves. And self-preservation is the death of us. It's the second death because we won't give it up. And so I want you to see that God wants to strengthen your faith today. He wants to rid all fear out of your life. This means that when I, when I say I'm believing, that means every part that we don't believe about God. Every part that I don't believe the Lord is going to do something, even if it looks terrible, He's going to step into. And He's going to move in that. And it may not look like what I thought, but I'm telling you He's, about, he's, able, he's able to do whatever. He's able to do exceedingly abundantly above all I can ask or think, even in the worst case conditions. And so that means death, sickness, demonic oppression, addiction. Come on, God is breaking through in different areas of our lives. But I want us to deal with something right here because God, I feel like the Lord was prompting me. Man, I am not doing good so far. I'm doing good, but I'm not getting to where I want to be. 
go to, we'll just skip ahead. Actually, just continue reading, right? Then one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls filled with the last plagues came near me, near to me and talked with me saying, come, I will show you the bride, the lamb's wife. And then he carried me away in the spirit, in the spirit to a great high mountain. Come on, that's Zion. And he showed me a great city and a holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God, which is where you're seated. You're descending out of heaven from God because you're right next to the, you're right next seated, right next to Jesus in this posture and moving through from heavenly places down to the earth to join heaven and earth. Because Jesus prayed that prayer, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So Jesus was already beckoning heaven to come. Why? Because he was an earth man. Oh, this is, this should open you up. Because of his heavenly DNA and his, and his earthly DNA, he came to the earth and called heaven this way. God from the earth called heaven this way. Or this way. Or this way. Wherever heaven is. Heaven's all around you. And so there, there has to be within us this desire to beckon the Lord himself. And that's what the bride says. Lord Jesus, because in, in 22 we go there. Come Lord Jesus. Come quickly Lord. But the church has been muted. And we don't cry for the Lord to come. And I don't know about you, but we're going to stop beckoning the Lord to come. Lord, whatever it looks like, we want you to come. We want you to visit this place. We want you to show up in Kingston. We want you to show up in New England. We want you to show up in America. We're, we're desiring. And I was just reading, like, um, I was listening to Mike Bickle. And, and, oh, man, what did I tell you? Two million hours of prayer? Is that what I said to you? Two million hours of prayer has been put up from just Kansas City in 20 years. 20 million. Was that what I'm like? It was like one per year, right? That's good, right? 20 million hours. Come on, some of you are like, man, I'm tired already. 20 million hours. Come on, you got 20 million hours inside of you. Come on, somebody. You got another 20 years inside of you. It's night and day prayer. We don't have the, we don't have the capacity yet to do that, but we will. And we don't have to model ourselves like IHOP, but I do believe that there's something that the Lord wants to release in our midst that will, will, will just be a model of that. And so I'm, I'm saying this. Why? Because I want to beckon, beckon the bride for my inheritance, for your inheritance. Because God's going to pour out His Spirit and it comes through intercession. In the Welsh revival, did I say this last week? It came through a 17-year-old 17, actually, young adults in one place, it beckoned the Lord to show up in Wales. What do we got here? I mean, this is a, this is a short day. But listen, God could, if, if we came into this posture, Lord, and it's not it's striving. 
I'm telling you, in intersection, intercession can be glorious. Intercession should be glorious. Not that we don't hit things, not that we don't try and find our way, not that we don't try and to, to move ourselves into the right position with the Lord because God's always, you know, that whole thing about feeling our way in the, in the spirit. God wants to show us that place now. He doesn't want to show us 20 years from now. He wants to show us that place now. But here's the key. Here's the key. We're going to hit some things now because I know this, that the Lord is wanting to deal with us in our inner man so that, that, that our relationships with one another is, is stellar. Because, listen, as we grow together, guess what? We don't grow together until I irritate you. Until I become a thorn in your side. No, seriously. You don't grow unless there's conflict. Either that or you leave. No, I'm serious. This is how it works. This is how it's worked for me. Either I, either I hit the eject button and walk away. Or I stay and do it. And work it. Everyone in here who's married knows that you have to work through your relationships. You know, my wife has to deal with me when I have all, you know, I'm out, of, I'm out of sync. Right? And even through this time, right, I'm up, I'm down, I'm up, I'm down. I'm, I don't usually get like that. But it's grief. No one gave me a textbook for it. It's just going to happen. So the Holy Spirit wants us to deal with all these things. Why, why, why? So that when I come in here, I don't... I don't flatten my face on the ground and I get up and I'm irritated with someone in the next minute. I'll say it over here. When we go out before the Lord, and I don't care if you're up, down, or sideways, or just don't go through the wall. Because I don't need any more work before we get in the next building. There's going to be plenty of work there. The Lord wants us to be sanctified by His presence. He wants us to be purified, right? It goes on to talk about that there's, that there's, oh, where did it say? He carried me away by the Spirit to the great mountain and showed me the great city and the holy Jerusalem descending out from, out from God, having the glory of God. Her light was like the most precious stone. Her light, that means your light. I want you to know, because this is true. It's your light. And you're saying, well, I'm not the heavenly Jerusalem. Oh, no, you are. Watch, I'm going to show you. You are. You're the city that's coming down from heaven in the earth. And when we do that, then the Lord beckons and comes. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. Her light was like a precious stone. Her like a jasper stone, clear as crystal. Stop there, clear as crystal. What does crystal speak of? Purifying, transparent. Are you purified? Are you transparent? Are you touched by the fire of God that purifies your heart? Are you in the place where God's, oh, his presence just comes. And Lord, I'm open. I want to get run over by the fireball of your presence. Because that brings me into a deeper union with you, God. Don't shrink back from his presence. And then it talks about 12 gates and all these things. It talks about different gemstones. And listen, you are, you are, First Peter, let's just go there. 
First Peter chapter 2. Last it. First Peter chapter 2. Just start from one. <laughs> I don't like pulling stuff out of context because then we get a different flavor of what the Lord's speaking. So here we go. Therefore, laying aside all malice and all deceit. That means every place we lie to ourselves. That means every place you come in with a happy face and say, I'm doing great, when you're really about to just jump, you know, back in your car and leave. How many ever done that? Just me. Okay. And evil speaking. Gossip. Right? As newborn babes. See, that's okay if you're, if you've just been, you know, if we just, if you just birthed into the kingdom and you don't know any better. But how many are 10 years or older? I'm going to, I want to know because now I'm going to, now I'm launching. How many are 10 years older? Come on, lift your hands. You one year. Okay. Come on. Hi. I need to see him. high. Come up high. Under 10 years, put your hands up. Oh, wow. Under? No. I don't believe you. Really? Wow. She's on an accelerated track. This guy, too. What's happening in this place? So I'm just saying, here's the deal. The Lord wants to deal with this stuff. As newborn babes desire new, pure milk of the word, milk of the word, not the meat of the word. Paul talks about this. We want, how many want, I want filet mignon. I want, you know, I want all the carbohydrates in this because I'm trying not to eat much, on, on, you know. But I want it all, okay? That they may grow thereby, if indeed you have tasted that the Lord is gracious. Come on. It's good. Here's what I wanted to tell you, though. Coming to him as a living stone, rejected indeed by men, but chosen by God and precious. Look at, your, look at your neighbor and say, you're precious. You're a precious jewel. You're the jewel of heaven, as a matter of fact. And even as I was talking last, last week from Malachi, right, the revelation of, of the John the Baptist generation was that they were, they were jewels. They would hear the voice of the Lord. They would know the Lord's voice because they were chosen and handpicked hand by him. And that's you. That's you in this place. God has called you. He's handpicked you. So he just wants you to mature. Right? He, wants, he doesn't want you to walk in 30-fold revelation. He doesn't want you to walk in 60-fold revelation. He wants you to walk in 100-fold revelation of who he is and not only just a revelation but walking it out because that speaks of maturity. Right? You're going to do it. You're going to walk it out. And there's going to be a new life that comes up inside of you because you're growing on the inside. And, and the fruit begins to come. And I'm telling you, we keep getting prophetic words that say that, that the fruit is just coming. That the grapes are there. They're hanging. They're hanging in places where we can just reach up and grab them. So I'm telling you, come along with me because I'm going to go grab the fruit of the land. And you're going to come with me because I'm not going alone Come on, I need a couple other spies that will go on the land. More than two. All right? 
And so the Holy Spirit wants us to grab hold of this, that you are a precious stone. You are precious in the eyes of him. And you're a part of that diadem, that crown that he's, that you are his, he's your exceeding great reward, but you're his. And I don't think we understand that, that the, the, the life of God, that he, when he looks at you, he sees the value inside of you and he wants to draw that out. And what I want you to do right now is I want you to just ask the Lord. We're going to ask him together. We're going to ask him corporately. I should do it right now. That God, you just release something on us. That the person that's next to me, the person I don't know in this room, everyone in this place, that I don't speak badly. Lord, I see the gem and the life inside of them. I call the kings and the queens out of them. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, we come into that right now. And we thank you, Father. You're raising up a glorious, a spotless bride that walks with eyes looking towards eternity. Eyes that see the value in my brother and in my sister. Eyes that want to pull the value out and want to draw the value out and want to draw all the gold and the silver out of each other. And, God, I thank you. It only comes by the fire of your love touching us. So release that fire that came. Release the fire that comes only by your throne. Only by your grace. Pull it out of us. Lord, let our eyes see clearly. We set, them, we set them apart to you, God. Consecrate our eyes. Consecrate our minds the way we think. Yeah. So you are also, as living stones are being built up as a spiritual house. A holy priesthood to offer, offer up sacrifices acceptable to God through Christ. Therefore, I'm not going any further. But that's it, right? Go to 2 Corinthians chapter 5, and I just want you to, to hear just a portion, because I was, I'm starting to read Corinthians again, and I just realized the the Holy Spirit through Paul is talking to a church that was exploding, that was gifted, that had all of its stuff in order. And then something was happening. You hear me? They, they were going backwards. They were stumbling. They were getting carnal again. They began to, you know, accuse one another. That's why, that's why he just began to say, listen, you can prophesy. If you don't prophesy out of love, it's a clanging symbol. So I just want you to see and keep this in mind because he is speaking about the coming of the Lord here. But I, I'm telling you, he's talking to a church. He wrote, he wrote two chapters uh, in the Bible, two books in the Bible. Not two chapters, but two books in the Bible to the Corinthian church that we know of, right? I'm sure he wrote other things. It just didn't get put into canon because he had to set things back in order. Teaching about gifts because gifts were out of control. Teaching, putting, putting restraint on a, on a highly gifted group of people and also telling them, come back to the Lord and walk with him right. And keep your eyes on the coming of the Lord Jesus and not on all this other stuff. Amen? And so this is where we live today because we've got gifts. Come on, you're growing in your gifts. You're going to increase in all that? In verse 16, chapter 5, 2 Corinthians, are you there? Word? And he starts out with this. We root a God from now on, no man according to the flesh. This is why we need eyes to see 
who we have next to us. Come on. Who's going to pick out the witch if they come in the back? Are you seeing them? No, because I, honestly, I, I say that, and I said it on, yeah, I said it online. But here's the deal. If you think there's not, there's not powers of darkness that are coming against ministries that are pushing into God, you got another thing coming. And so I'm not into all this weird warfare stuff. I'm not going to go chase down the house of witches in Salem. I'm not doing it. I'm not doing any of it. Stay in my lane and kick, kick what gets in my, in, my, in my range in the teeth. Win them to Christ. <laughs> Baptize them in the Holy Ghost, right? And so there's, there's spiritual weapons that God wants us to walk in, but he doesn't want us to be affected by that stuff either. But he wants you to have eyes to see, so don't see according to the flesh because there's crazy stories of people that are just, hey, they're acting like Christians, and they're in our midst, yet they're witches and warlocks. And don't think, because I know people that have dealt with this. So we try to put things off, and everyone's happy and loving. Great, that's good. And I'm not putting up walls, but I'm telling you, God wants to set the church free and wants us to be watchmen on the wall. And you have to see by the Spirit, is not going to go there. But he said, we, re we regard no one according to the flesh. Even though we have known Christ according to the flesh, yet we now know him thus no longer. Super important. Therefore, if anyone in, is in Christ, he is a what? A new creation. That new creation, that new Jerusalem, that new thing, that new thing is kainos. It means new, but it means more than new. It means never seen before. You've never seen this, this new thing that's come. You've never seen it before. It's a new creation. It's, it's something God brand, made brand new. And even in baptism waters today or when you become born again, God can completely, radically change you on the inside and you're new. You're not recycling the old man. You're, get, you're free from the old man, and you're walking in the newness of life. Because I don't know about you, but if, if resurrection life gets in a person, it should change us. If resurrection life gets into a body that's fully functioning in what he's called us to, then it should be functioning in the fullness and nothing held back. And so there's this, there's this awareness that the Lord says, again, old things have passed away. Behold, all things become new. This is over and over and over in Scripture. That he goes back and he says, listen, the old thing, it's gone. The glory's now on that thing. The glory of God should be on the new. <laughs> Not Ichabod. No glory departing, just glory coming. Don't you want to walk in that? Don't you want to live in, in, in the place where the, the Spirit of God, and I have this anticipation that even next weekend that there's going to be a fresh realm of glory, not just because Joshua's here, but I feel like God's wanting to impart and release over September, over the whole month of September and into October, that God will release a fresh realm of His glory, of His presence, that the newness, that God will make things new for you. If you're in a place where things become mundane and, you start, and you're clashing with people, you need to check where you are. Are you seeing things by the flesh? If everything bothers you, if all these little things bothers you, bother you, then you need to get, you need to check yourself. Amen? Holy Ghost changes you on the inside. 
The love of God permeates you in such a way through this new life. <laughs> it's, 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 it's really too good to be true. But the problem is, it is too good to be true. But we don't believe it. Hello. And so it says then, now all things are of God who has reconciled us to himself through Jesus Christ. It's all through Jesus. You're getting filled with the love of God. It's through Jesus. You're getting filled with the Holy Spirit. It's because you're talking and speaking to Jesus and he gives you himself and you're filled with a fresh baptism of who he is, right? But he's the one, he's the reconciler. He has given us this ministry has given us this ministry of reconciliation. That is that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not imputing their trespasses to them, and has committed us to be a word of reconciliation. That means what comes out of your mouth should reconcile. Oh, that we would be a people, God, that would reconcile. That we would be releasing words of life out of our words, out of our verbiage, out of our, our, our language, God. That we would be shifting and changing things. And Lord, let it be that people that come in this place are built up and not torn down. That people are, come in this place are strengthened by people who are next to them or across the aisles from them. God, however it looks, during a conference, Father, use us all to just strengthen people who come into our midst. We're the host church. Strengthen people. Greet people. Encourage people. Love, love on people. Don't be mad and sour at people. And aggravated. Now then, we are ambassadors for Christ. As though God were pleading, pleading. This is powerful. Because the Lord wants to plead through you. Can you hear him? Can you hear him beckoning through you what he wants to do to the person next to you? Oh, come on. That's powerful right there. If I can hear what he wants to do, I will not have a problem prophesying over you. It won't even be a work. I, I put it to a gift, right? But let's just love on one another, right? Let's just have this within us that God's pleading through us. Yes, I want my brother to succeed. I want him to be, the bondage on his life to be broken off. I want her to be completely free from anything that encumbers her. Lord, help her. And not with a condemning, religious, righteous, self-righteous attitude. With a, with a mindset that I am love. I'm built by love because Jesus Christ is inside of me. And I am the bride that loves greater than anything else because I see Christ inside of you. And when I see Christ inside of you, I just love you and I can't help but love you. Because I'm the bride. And I'm the son. And this is how things just begin to get sideways when we start moving away from Christ as being the centrality of everything. Because if Jesus walked in the room, what would he say over the person next to you? And that's you. You walked into the room. Jesus Christ is inside of you. And he wants to use you to give breath to people. Not suck the air out of them. And not just on your good days. I know, I know. I have my bad days. But Lord, help us. Help us to be 
sanctified. Lord, help us with this process of sanctification. Lord, I'm glad people fall on the floor. I'm glad people get up and they feel changed. I'm glad, Father. But, Lord, we're asking, Father, for a deep, deep work of sanctification. And, Lord, let us come into this place of prayer and intercession that we're drawn to you in such a way that, Father, all of a sudden we become transformed into your likeness and image. Help us, Jesus. Help us, Jesus. Be reconciled to God, for he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. That means I don't dwell, I don't sit in shame. You don't sit and you don't live in shame. I should have done that. You didn't. I could have done that. You didn't. If it had only gone this way, no. You're righteous. God's made you righteous. You can't clean up the past. It's done. And the Lord wants to put upon us just this compassion for one another because we judge people sometimes by where they've been or how they reacted the last time we saw them. I'm sorry. It's still not an excuse. The Lord wants us to come in with such love and purity. This fire of God is so important. The fire of his love is going to touch people even today. That the Lord's going to do something that's going to be eternal inside of us today. I can feel it right now. I can't even explain. But we're destined to walk in this. And you have a bridal inheritance. That means that you are so in love with Jesus that I can't get this across enough today. That when you look at someone who, has, who doesn't even know him. This is how evangelism turns into not evangelism anymore. You're just wooed. You're just this, you cannot stop. You have to release what you have inside of you because you can see the Christ already inside of them. It's not about getting something on a ticket and chalking it up and saying we won 50 today. We want the multitudes. I'm not diminishing that. But where's the heart to the lost? Where's, because when I'm in union with the Lord, the Lord looks. If he walked out on the street and looked at the ice cream shop and people driving by, he'd be like, come to me, all who are weary. Come to me, all who are heavy laden. Come to me, those you, you just had a rough week. Just come to me. And we can't even do that for our brothers and sisters. Hello. No, it's a test. It's a litmus test. Because I see we're doing great. We're doing great. And this isn't condemning anyone in the room, honestly. But I just want to check our hearts. Allow the Lord to come in and look and see and say, you, it's okay. Not doing like navel gazing. It's just checking. God, is my heart pure? Did you come in? Can you see right into me? Can you look right into me? Because here's the problem. When I can't get to God, it's because something's clogging me. It's not the Lord. When I can't sense God's presence, it's something inside of me. It's not even a dry season. It's because something inside of me is blocking me from stepping close to God. Someone declared over me while I was in, in it just broke me open on Wednesday. And it was Bishop Morgan. He just said, 
out of Psalm 27. It just broke me open wide. Though your mother and father forsake you, the Lord just comes and draws near to you. He comes and embraces you. We want that. We want the Lord to just come and embrace us. Come embrace us, God. I don't want anything in the way. David had to push some things out of the way. Second Peter three. Verse ten. And this is why I'm saying just thought I know the we'll pro, we may get more into what the day of the Lord looks like. <laughs> Ugh. For a believer. But I just want to just encourage us today because the Lord wants us to just step in close. It says, verse 10, it says, but the day of the Lord will come as a thief in the night. And I want you to just hear the language. In which the heavens will pass away with great noise. And the elements will melt with fervent heat. Both the earth and the works that are in it will be burned up. Therefore, since all these things will be dissolved, what manner of person ought you to be in holy conduct and godliness, looking for the hastening day of the Lord because of which the heavens will be dissolved being on fire I, I can't even imagine what the day looks like why do we why all of a sudden is John seeing new heavens and new earth because everything that wasn't of the Lord gets burned up It says, and the elements will melt in the fervent heat with the, and the elements will melt with the fervent heat. Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heavens and the new earth in which righteousness dwells. Therefore, beloved, looking forward to these things. Are you looking forward to these things? Are you looking forward to the Lord coming and the fire of God hitting the earth? I mean, I don't know. I had to ask myself. I don't know. Am I looking forward to the Lord just bringing me before the, the, the judgment seat of Christ? Every believer is going before a judgment seat of Christ. You know that. And that's not to get weird and not to get funny, 
But the Lord is looking for everything to be purified in us as the church. Because there's a pure, spotless bride that's being formed in this hour. <laughs> and, and he says this, Nevertheless, we, according to his promise, look for the new heavens and the new earth. Are you looking for the new heavens and the new earth? Are you looking for the bride that's coming down? Are you, are you preparing yourself to, to, to be part of that company that comes down out of the heavenly places and lands on the earth and walks with the Lord throughout eternity? And I know we are. I know we're all saved in this room, and I know we're all following Jesus. But I know this, that the Lord's coming in such a way that the day of the Lord is going to be so powerful. And I want to hasten that day. So there's a little tash of like, I'm getting us reflecting on some things today. And I think it's healthy and good and not weird. But the power of God wants to hit you in such a way where everything becomes new. And God's moving us into that place. And I don't think it can happen with a, a charismatic fall down. I'm sorry. I think there's just a process that God does. Yes, things we can, I believe in impartation. I believe God can shred some things off of me. And I know I've been delivered on the floor. I know I've had total, total deliverances from things. But ultimately, what I'm talking about is walking a life that's pleasing unto Him, that's, that's encouraging the one next to me. Because usually when we come into a, we come out of a, like a fraction, right? Like a... A fracture of a of a background right maybe our backgrounds like that maybe we came out of the last church and that was rocky and we didn't really get rid of all the stuff and we didn't even deal with all the stuff because we got hurt and so this is constantly I feel like the Lord wants to come and br and release bring a big release on this today so that the Holy Spirit comes in and and he does a deep work that changes us for all eternity. And so everyone, every one of the guys and girls that will get baptized today, it's a brand new, fresh thing that God can do right in a moment. I believe in this baptism thing. I believe in it. And I believe when you get submerged in the water, it is completely, you can, you, you just receive a death. And then you rise to resurrection life. And this is what every one of us want to live in. But we start tripping over certain things like daily life, daily relationships. Daily, even things that we've, we've not received that we've been believing for. It can be a stumbling block. Look at me. It can be a stumbling block. And the Lord wants to bring us in and past, way past it. So that the flood tide of God can just come in and overcome us. And I'm telling you, it's through intercession. I'm telling you, it's through a life of intercession that you get before the Lord with this word and, your, and, your, and whatever you need to write on because sometimes you have questions for the Lord and sometimes he says things and you want to get both. And so the Lord wants to speak and he wants to release. And so Holy Spirit, come, let's just stand.
just going to get an opportunity again. Like we always have opportunities, but the Lord wants to release something for you today. He's transforming you into his spotless bride. You are in process, yes. But there's this diligence in our hearts to find that place that we're wooed by him, that we're, we're drawn by him, that we, Lord, remove everything that hinders us, God. And I just, I just quiet every voice, every voice that would move us contrary cl than closer than you right now, closer to you, Jesus. I thank you, Father, for your life inside of every one of us. Lord, we're asking for a fresh baptism of this resurrection life to come even today. And Lord, help us. Lord, move us. Move us. Move us to that place of prayer. Move us to that place of union. Move us to that place of desire. Move us into a place where we can be touched and changed in your, in, into your image and your glory. slow us down God if we move too fast that be a prayer <laughs> help slow us down God if we're moving too fast I'm all for acceleration but the acceleration has to happen in God's time so Lord we remove we pull off everything everything that would would have kept us from stepping into a this place with you, God, that, that we come into this, um, this bridal through our prayer, through our, Lord, remove everything that in our minds we've got preconceived. Father, we just release, Father, a, a grace on this body to step in to this deep intimacy, God, that we hear you so clearly and we respond to those around us, your bride, your son, we respond with purity of heart. We respond in this place, Father, being taken up. So, Lord, I'm praying for your love to come right now. Just release a fresh deluge of your love right now. A fresh outpouring of your love we thank you for your son that just imputed righteousness into us Lord we walk righteous so Lord we thank you Father for overcoming us with that love 
that cleanses and washes everything out of the way, everything out of the way, and brings us into this divine union with you, God, in this hour. Lord, we thank you for union in this room. And I just prophesy to this house, Father, that we would walk in this divine union, in a place of intimacy, God, that we'd have this access to the bridal chamber, Father, that wouldn't move us in and out, but Lord, we'd live and move in that place. And God, put the eyes of your heart inside of us right now. Put your eyes right inside of us right now, God. thank you for how you're going to do things. We thank you, Father, for a, a sovereign move of, of prayer and intercession on this place, God, because we desire to find you, because we desire for your presence to come and overtake us and overwhelm us and move us corporately into a place where we can hear. I'm just telling you, I feel like the Lord is going to release a sweet space for the community as we step in and we proceed in that place. This is not to, not to start moving something in a I just feel like the Lord is going to do something and that there's not going to be a striving and there's not going to be a, a we're not going to be a, I just see the, the ping, 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 all slowing down. I just see it all slowing down. I see there's the, a wave and a, and a flow of a river that's going to flow through this place and it's going to be through the intercession and the worship. And there's going to be a mingling that happens. And that we'll walk in this place, we'll live in this place, and we'll move in this place. And there'll be a flow of the Spirit. And it's not going to be disjointed. That there's going to be a true spirit of unity in this place. And there is. We, we, do, we do pretty good. I feel like the Lord's pretty good. And Lord, help us to walk in this biblical uh, truth. That as we seek you, we find you. As we, as we move towards you, you move towards us, Lord. As we flow in the river of God, God, you come. And I just see the Lord pouring out such a love. It's actually touching people's hearts. It's removing things that have been callous over the years. I see, that's what I see. So I'm just going to ask the Holy Spirit right now. Holy Spirit. Move every callous place, every place that's been put there as that protective gear. There's been a lot of friction against it, so it's there, it's rough. We can't you can't get through. But God, I'm asking right now that you just remove those things right now. Melt them right now. He'll melt them right now. If we put just Lord, we put our hands up, we receive that right now. Every place, Father. And your love washes through and your, your love washes through and your love washes through that we can trust again, that we can live again, that we move. That, Lord, any ill things that have tainted our minds, other people's opinions, is 
a wave that's coming through to wash it out right now. Yeah, it's your love, Jesus. It's your love. It's your presence. So we come into that divine union, God, with you and the flow of the Spirit. Lord, you're melting away. You're whack. You're melting away. I just see flesh, flesh. It's flesh that's been hardened. We know no man by the flesh, but we know them by the Spirit. So, Lord, just do that right now. Do it sovereignly right now. I don't even need people coming up here. Do it sovereignly through the room right now. Do it for those who aren't here that, that need it, Father. Do it, do it, do it. Release it, Father. It's a, And we trust you, and we trust you, and we trust you. And we trust you, God. We trust you so much. We're not afraid of intimacy with you.